Welcome to Best Song Ever. My name is Brian LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear, dear cousin, Luke LeBen. And normally, I ask Luke how he's doing. He will oftentimes ignore asking how I'm doing. But today, I want to say something to him instead of asking how he's doing. This better be worth it, Luke, because I am wasting precious minutes that I could be spending playing Red Dead Redemption 2 uh. right now. You've ripped me away from my game. This better be good. Yeah, just put the put the pig's blood over by the, the, the shrine oh over my. there. Oh, wow. Yeah. This, um, okay. No, it's going to be worth it. I promise. I appreciate you coming out. Um, Interesting. Thanks for coming to my dark baptism. Uh, <laughs> so... I finally come of age, and I'm ready to pledge myself wow. to the Dark Lord. Jeez. So, Is that actual pig's blood? Yeah, we got... Oh, dude, we got a variety of blood. We got pig, mm-hmm. we got um, goat, we mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. human. Don't ask me how I got mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, actually your blood. Oh, I um, thought it looked familiar. Yeah, don't ask me how I got that, please. Um, I'd appreciate that. But, yeah, it's a, it's a joyous day. I'm finally going to pledge myself to the Dark Lord. Pray Satan. Um, could you uh, join me in uh, in our satanic hymn? Uh, so let's join hands and uh-huh. bow our heads. Okay. Mm-hmm. Satan, gather near to me. In your goat arms I long to be. Fill my life up with some sin and rot my heart out from within. Ah, oh, hail Satan, hail Satan. Yeah. Um, you have to do the pentagram on your, you know, like the Catholics oh, do the, the cross, but we do it in a pentagram yeah, pattern. It's a little tricky, but it's like up, down, down, up, right, left, up, down, Yeah, left, something right. like that. Um, But... Uh, now that we have sung that, I think that would be a great time for us to get into a special Halloween hymn or horror. <laughs> ah! I've got, oh, just a great list of hymn titles and horror novel titles, and Brian's going to try and guess which is which. So, you ready? And we're talking about hymns to the false god. Right. No, no, these are Christian hymns. That's what I mean. Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, first up, we got The Damnation Game. That's a horror. Yes, sir. Next up, A Mother Lined a Basket. Uh, him. Yep. <laughs> the Hand of God. Him. Horror. Yeah, whatever. God Weeps. Horror. Nope. Oh, poor guy. Yes, I got you. Oh, give us pleasure in the flowers today. (laughs) Him. Yeah, that's a weird one. I know. Some of these are just weird, funny titles that I want to share with you. (laughs) When Angels Fall. Horror. Yep. Turn Back. That's the sequel to Get Out. (laughs) Uh, Him. Yes. The Red Church. Horror. Yep. The Seventh Day. Horror. Yep. Standing at the Portal. Him. Yep. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cool. I am that great and fiery force. Him. Yeah. The blood will never lose its power. Him. Yes. By blood we live. Him. Nope. Horror. Ah. Yeah, I thought that one would get you. Are you washed in the blood? Him. Yeah, that's clearly him. Signed with his blood. Him. Blood of angels. Horror. Yep. Come forth in blood. 
him? Nope. Oh, okay, good. Blood has a voice to pierce the skies. <laughs> what the hell? Him. Oh, uh, yep. Weird. We're in the blood section now, if you can't tell. <laughs> yeah. Art in the blood. Art in the blood. Uh, I'm going to go with horror. Yep. The precious blood. Him. Yep. The blood atones. Him. Take and eat. <laughs> Take and eat? Take and eat. Him. Yep. Sin eater. Horror. Yep. Forbid it, heaven, that air I eat. Him. Yeah. A fierce unrest. I gotta say, some of these, <laughs> some of these, ti- like, shorten the titles a little bit. Him, yeah, right? him writers, like, <laughs> if it's a sentence, oh you God. know it's a him. Uh, yeah, sorry, what was that? A fierce unrest. Whore. Nope, him. Bah. Soul hostage. Whore. Yep. Oh, virgin, all lovely. <laughs> him. A creepy, creepy him. <laughs> Pray for the children. And I should say, pray is spelled with an E. <laughs> Horror. Yep. Pray for the children. <laughs> spelled with an A. Him. Yep. <laughs> the happy children. Him. Mrs. God. Or. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mr. Murder. Or. <laughs> um. And I got two more here. Breathe on me, breath of God. <laughs> Him. Yep. And the smell of evil. Horror. Yep. So you only got, like, a couple wrong, so I'd say that's a success. Yeah. You got five wrong out of about 30, so I did. you have won yes. Halloween Him or Horror. Woohoo! In uh, as your reward, I will sign your name in the book of the beast. I'm cutting my hand right, wait, ah, right no, now. No, 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 and, no. Uh, I, I, I do that. No, Brian wait, no, Ben, I, I, uh, I, I, Satanic oh, Notary Republic. Yeah, oh, right. Get no. over here. Yep. I, thank you, guys. I've already been baptized in the Christian Church, so now there are competing claims on my soul. Well, you're gonna have to figure that out in Satanic court. So that was Halloween Himmer Horror. Well, thank you for joining us on a very special Halloween episode of Best Song Ever. Brian and I have picked three songs, and we're going to debut them for each other. And if uh, Brian plays a song I really love, then I'm going to give it my spooktacular catchphrase of Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy. It's not spooktacular. And he's Mm going to give his of Papa Likey. There you go. Papa Lanky. <laughs> so let's get started. What you got? What uh, you got for me this day? All right. I'm going to kick us off with a song I know you are very much a fan of uh, from an album we both love. Uh, this is Maya Folic. Yes. Uh, this album just came out uh, last Friday, and I've been telling you for weeks, have you listened to her yet? Have you listened and to I her didn't. yet? And you had not. And then finally you did, and you love it. Correct. Correct. It's in my top 10 now oh. of the year, and I've been listening to it constantly. I think it'll be in my top 10 or or very close. It's so, so good. It's... I'm excited to see what song you pick. Oh, well, I'll tell you in a minute. Um, so for those of you who don't know who Maya Folic is, because I feel like it's actually been a really under-covered album so far. Yeah, it's so I good. There, There's not a lot of like buzz and hype around it. Come on people in the music industry hype this up 
Um, this is a singer-songwriter who makes really interesting pop music. It, I, I think that's the genre. That's fair right? to say. It's a, it's an interesting uh, take on pop music, though. It's got a lot of um, differing sounds, styles going throughout, and it is kind of a singer-songwritery approach on the genre. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the album is called Premonitions, and the entire thing imagines a more compassionate human future where people have more empathy, they're communal, they are kind of demanding of each other to be better, and uh, sometimes leave well enough alone and don't get involved in everyone's personal life. That yeah. sounds like a really nice future. It sounds future. great. Um, also, Premonition yeah. sounds a little spooky, like the Dead Ooh, Zone yeah. or something. You're seeing visions of the future, although here it sounds like it's visions of a positive future, so that's good. Yes, I, I hope that that is true. Uh, and she really draws on her upbringing as a Buddhist. She grew up in a Buddhist family, and she was taught about living with mindfulness as a child. Mm. And then she also drew on feelings of not quite belonging as she grew up a child with mis mixed heritage in California. And also as a child, she would write songs to help her study for school, mm. um, make up good songs for good study That's guides. That's interesting. And uh, played uh, taiko drums in her buddhist church choir and also started classical voice training at a young age wow. which makes sense yeah because she sounds like she's singing an opera at some points because she can go crazy high absolutely and she was drawn to uh especially complex melodies of italian and german arias mm, so yeah. that you're you're right on there buddy um i like my westerosian arias more <laughs> Yeah, that's a good aria yeah. right there. Um, she so she at one point left California to go to New York, tried to study acting for uh, what she calls a rocky few years, mm. came back to Los Angeles and started writing songs. And she uh, actually was in this old wooden house in Los Angeles, writing most of these songs in a closet because it had really good acoustics on a acoustic guitar that nice. her mom bought her from Costco. Wow. And they've really transformed into yeah. other things. But what uh, I found really interesting is every sound on this album is from acoustic instruments of some, some sort. They're all hmm. actual organic instrumentation yeah. that have been tweaked and edited in a really um, interesting way. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm thinking about someone like, I wonder how she yeah. made that like big horn sound that sounded kind of like uh i'm thinking of leave the party because that's the song i've mm -hmm. listened to and like i just feel like you, that's like a synthetic horn sound you'd hear in like a rap song and i'm like curious how she got some of these sounds now yeah and she uh she really is influenced i i feel like i really pick up on this by 90s rock like the cranberries yeah. but also modern pop and hip-hop and mm -hmm. I, I feel like that that sound is very prevalent, and I was trying to pick a song that I felt best represented her sound, as opposed to necessarily my favorite song. Yeah, that's but, tough. But they're all really, really great, so I don't think there's a bad decision here. So I hope you're not mad at me. I won't be mad at you. Okay, thank you. All right, so let's, uh, let's listen to Maya Folick with Cost Your Love. Thank you. 
give that a lordy lordy berry gordy you gotta or should i say gory gory scary ghouly <laughs> no i think you should stick with the no, other one it's a, it's a gory gory oh, scary God. ghouly um and i uh love that song it really learning this new information that i learned that it was all organic instruments it's crazy because she really like that song's a great example mm-hmm. that she produces songs that are to the standard and like capture that style of like modern synth pop using all organic instruments is crazy yes that it, yeah I, it's unfathomable i know i i'm listening even now you know i can't fathom heard, it. i can't yeah it's you can't fathom it and i'm like is it true I, I think it's true. Why would they lie to us? Yeah. But, no, it's uh, not it, true. Yeah. She creates 
these really great sonic landscapes where every sound is intentional and just knowing that that was born organically is so cool she worked closely with the the producers to really create this sound and i i love it so much it's yeah great from start to finish there's a lot of highlights in the uh in the album as a whole so check it out yeah a lot of really creative sounds that you wouldn't expect and uh i love that i love anytime there's sort of because these are very like well produced and put together cohesive but there is still sometimes feels like a sort of cut and paste like putting in uh like goofy things not really goofy but just like uh unique and like sort of quirky sounds you wouldn't expect or mm. putting different styles together that you wouldn't expect like you're saying blending like the modern pop and hip-hop with the 90s stuff um there was also some spooky line about a grave in there so that was Ooh, cool yeah, something about works. a grave not being filled and uh her vocals on that chorus are just incredible you hear that mm-hmm. classical training for sure yeah that was Maya Folick with Cost Your Love from Premonitions, which is out now on Interscope and Terrible Records. It's not terrible, though. I think it's quite good. But that sounds kind of spooky. So once again, I did last week. I'm going to be trying to find any Halloween connection I can find. And you did that with the word terrible? <laughs> terrible? That's, That's not a spook- terrible. That's <sighs> not a spooky terrible word. Terrible ghost! sure it's spooky i mean you could use any adjective with ghost really no yeah sexy ghost sure yeah no that's um now i'm getting horny (laughs) all right so my first song comes from a band out of the city of brotherly love one of your favorite cities for music to come out of philadelphia philadelphia um and this is the band the verns oh yeah and i've heard some of them I think this band is really up your alley because uh, they're from Philly, which you love bands from Philly. Mm-hmm. Also, the lead singer of this band is Matthew Gregg, and he's got a very unique voice. I was trying to think of who he reminds me of, and uh, it kind of reminds me of the singer from Built to Spill, Doug March. Oh, okay. And um, they make sort of jangly breezy rock but it's got an edge sometimes bust into hard rocking uh parts and uh i had heard a song from this band and i liked it but then kind of forgot about them and then they followed us on twitter and i was like oh yeah i had heard yeah thanks for the follow guys but it reminded me i was like oh yeah i heard this band it's really good checked out the album and uh it's it's really fantastic and uh you know what i brought you today brian what's that a contender yeah like in thor ragnarok oh uh-huh um, in, in, we're not going to go into thor talk right now but right. um but this is definitely a contender for your year-end list of best mm-hmm. albums mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when i listened to this it was when i was not really like listening to that much new stuff and i think that week was maybe just a slow week and so i was like maybe i'm just liking this in comparison to everything else that i'm not feeling so gave it a little time revisit and I'm like, no, I made the right assessment. This is great. This uh this is definitely worthy of a spot on the old year end list. So uh let's uh let's take a listen to this song. And uh there's a couple Halloween connections here. I'm really stretching. First off, the Verns. Ernest Scared Stupid. It's there's something there's some Vern connection to Ernest. I'm not sure uh, what it is. But, uh, I give that a D plus. Um also uh 
this this song isn't spooky at all, but the title mm-hmm. has you're gonna <laughs> I'm interested. You're gonna get me for this. No, like the terrible thing. It has the word dead in it. Dead. That's the best. No, that works. Maybe I'll feel better when I'm dead. Is the name of the song. Yeah. Here's the Verns with maybe I'll feel better when I'm dead. <laughs> Oxygen 
That took a little spooky turn at the end. With, yeah, with the, a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Papa Likey, that song. Yes. For sure. Um, it's got like a timeless classic sound yeah. to it that it, it's, I don't know, like also, pulls from different eras yeah, of music. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. got a 90s, early 2000s vibe to me. There's a song called 1994, the next song, too. I feel like even part of it kind of reminds me of like 60s. Uh, pop mm. pop music as well. Um, as well. I don't know. It's just it's got a, a nice vibe to it. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I love a good guitar pop song, and uh, that was that was a nice jangly, dreamy, uh, good sounds mixed into it. I'll I'll check this album out for yeah. sure. And it's cool because I mean a lot of it is that sort of sound where it's sort of breezy, but then will rock a little harder at times. But they also do all sorts of cool stuff. And, you know, I there is a spookier song, maybe the title at least, but he talks about murder in the song. It's called Ugh. it's called Murder in D-flat, and he says, like, Murder Town in it. <gasps> and so I'm like, that would have been a good one. But also, if you play it backwards, it's Red Rum and D-sharp. Ah! Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, which is even scarier. Oh, man. Um, and uh then there's like i call it like a carnival barker song or like hmm. you know like the beatles being for the benefit of mr kite being like oh, do, do, do. Uh, yeah. like he's sort of uh it sounds like a carnival barker like <laughs> right. shouting through a megaphone but it's cool and there's like some like dj scratches in there and then the end is like this beautiful piano song the very last song and yeah it's a really cool album definitely a contender for the list for sure. So that was the Verns, Deverns, with Maybe I'll Feel Better When I'm Dead from Maybe I'll Feel Better When I'm Dead, which is out now. I'm going to move on to a singer-songwriter named Mike Kroll. Have you ever listened to Mike Kroll before? Um, Yeah, he was. He did that Broadway show with John Mulaney where he plays like an old no, Jew. No, 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 oh. that's Nick Kroll. Oh, okay. This is... Uh, that's a different guy. It, yeah. yeah, it's spelled differently and also, uh, yes, there are different people. Uh, so Mike, Mike Kroll has put out a few albums, three to be exact, and he's prepping his fourth one to come out early next year. And this, uh, this upcoming album he's describing as his boldest and his longest to date. It's mm. coming in at a whopping 34 minutes. Whoa. And his past albums have all been in like the 16 to 18 minute range. He's a, Those he's, all sound too long to me. <laughs> no, they're not. I like my albums. Short. 10 minutes. Cool 10. Uh, yeah. Well, th- these, I guess, are a little long. Sorry. I guess you're not interested. No, Should we move along? my taste. Yeah. Um, so... He he's been a, a master of really short poppy nugs of mm. uh garage rock and garage uh, nugs. Yeah, garage nugs. And um the after his last album, which was in two thousand fifteen, is called Turkey, he kind of was on the verge of breaking up with music and was feeling an existential crisis about where to go next and this album is chronicling his breakup and reconnection with music. Mm. And he went back to his roots and named this album Power Chords. And it's just a lot of simple power chord driven riffy songs. That and sounds good to me. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. And the first taste that we get from the album is called Little Drama. 
and he says it was born out of a simple challenge to make the simplest, most primitive rock riff progression ever. And uh, I think he has succeeded with that. It's it's great, it's riffy, but it's very, very simple and to the point. And it's, it's very loud and brash and has kind of these tough guy lyrics, but then you realize uh, with the chorus that he said all these tough guy things in his head as a great comeback to someone that he actually <laughs> never said because oh. he's a polite Midwestern boy. To relate to that. Here, right? <laughs> yeah, you always, yeah. It re, it imagines that, that situation that we've all had of right. like 10 minutes later you come up with a great punchy comeback and of course you would never say it. So let's, uh, let's take a listen to Mike Kroll with Little Drama. song rocked it raged mm-hmm. it slayed mm, slayed that's creepy and it melted my face so um yeah i'll give it a lordy lordy very gordy 
We're a gory, gory, scary ghoulie. <laughs> I was going to say your face reminds me of the the Nazi at the end of... <laughs> your face uh, reminds me of uh, this Nazi. At the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when his face melts off. Ah, and he's right, just, right. And he's just a and skeleton. And he falls into the cavern, right? Yeah. Yes. It's a good, it's a good um, movie. I really like how he like channeled his character of Bobby Bottle Service um, with the whole like macho thing, you know, mm-hmm, that he mm-hmm, used mm-hmm. to do on his Kroll show. <laughs> right. Um, it took me a minute to realize you're talking about Nick Kroll again. This is Mike Kroll. Oh, They're different not, people. Oh, it's not this guy? No, th- oh. it's different. See, um, I think when I saw his album covers, because they look like a lot of fun. He's like dressed like a cop on Turkey. So I yeah. was like, oh, see, he plays fun characters. Probably the same Kroll. I think Brian was probably mistaken nope. when he said, "Okay, different." They they look different. Okay, like they don't look like now the same I'm person. Yeah, it, yeah. And his name's Mike, and it's spelled differently. Yeah, the one less L. Yeah. Um, but no, that was a great fuzzy grouchy nug. Um, it it moved moved real nice, and uh, I couldn't pick up on that many lyrics because it's all fuzzed out. But so so fuzzy. That, I'm okay with that. I say he really accomplished that what he wanted with that great rock rock riff, and uh, it was it was uh, came on strong. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. it's rocked even harder than I thought it would, and I was mm-hmm. expecting it. So yeah, yep. well done, Mikey. Good job, Mike. And uh, I like the uh, kind of subtle change in the chorus where it starts sounding a little bit like a stroke song. Almost. Yeah. Uh, it gets a little, a little like clearer and uh, like more upbeat or poppier sounding. And then the the chorus is just kind of dirty and nasty. Yeah, nasty chorus. Just like you like them. That was Mike Kroll with Little Drama from Power Chords, which is out January 25th on Merge Records. That could not have sounded more creepy. Just how you like him. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Oh, perfect for the Halloween episode. All right, my next song is the spookiest of the bunch. Um, nope. But it also has some sad news attached to it. Um because are we going into a no joke zone yeah i'd say we we should enter into a no joke zone all right um because uh this is this comes from alias and dose one which uh they're founders of anticon records which Mm -hmm. um they co-founded with many other people one of which is yoni wolf from Y. Mm. brendan whitney aka alias uh passed away at four age 41 this year which is Weird because I played Richard Swift on the podcast, and he was also 41 when he passed this year. And uh, so that's kind of a big hit in the indie rock world and in the indie rap world. Losing uh, a great talent, very young. And um, this, uh, this album is a collaboration between Alias and Adam Doswan Drucker. And they've been meaning to make it for 20 years, uh, ever since they first collaborated as part of the group Deep Puddle Dynamics. And um, they uh, lived in different places, and uh, it took them a little while to uh, get get this album together. And uh, Alias uh, lived in Portland, Maine, and worked full-time at a financial services company, plus he got up every morning to handle deliveries for a local bakery. So he had a lot going on and, uh, he had a family, uh, wife and two daughters. And 
So, uh, you know, he, he worked his day jobs and, uh, supported them. And then he would come home and go to his home studio and make music. And, uh, and, uh, Dose also got fired from a corporate gig that he had. So these, these sort of day jobs, the nine to fives, uh, and sort of the being an artist in that venue, which I think you and I can relate to because we're more artistic minded people who work nine to five jobs too. And, um, it can, it can be uh, sort of stifling sometimes, you know, you could feel like an animal trapped in a cage or something like that. Mm. And that's what this album's narrative is follows a nine to fivers transition from a deadened drone to a wild animal. Ooh. Yeah. And kind of so, like a werewolf. Exactly. Or like a dog hawk, which is the name of this song. This song we're about to hear is that narrator's sort of transition into a beast. And uh, this the song is spooky. The music is spooky. And Dose gives this vocal performance where he gets more animalistic as it goes on, which is great. But this the music backing it up is just so beautiful and... Uh, just alias i really he wasn't that much on my radar again like it's a bummer sometimes when you don't Mm -hmm. get into someone's music until after they passed but just i've been listening to his work and it's just beautiful and he's really amazing musician so let's take a listen to alias and dose one with the dog hawk Maybe even real than the feeling perfectly. And people 
never stars about a sniff and walk off of it. Meanwhile, an ox sits, its back swole open with whip. Doesn't ever really rest, it just suffers less a bit. Or a six pack of hawk wings clipped, held together at neck. Cellophane chaining their legs, shit. Twelve tigers tied to a burning car, lit with a crowd of the happening, capturing it. Businessmen laughing beside a ten story concrete tent that's collapsing with warnings smashing into advertisements flashing. All I'm asking is to explore my worst fears with a mere lantern and something knife like for years. As long as a man might without ruining a life, not getting good and sick, cold in the caves of what I don't know. That'll show me to a chopping block top. And personally, I like my head a lot and want to keep it. It's where I spend most of the weekend. A weekend in a good way, though. Sort of strong about where I want my healing to go. Life outside the scope and roll dull and diffuse into an economy fed riding, writhing, baby dragon with 1,000 necks and fire fueled by all our rents. Spent and went in. Till it's just, till it's just cold. Till it's just, till it's just cold. And then cold. And more cold. Never gets a second act. No coming back from wearing fire. That is a proper door. The kind of perfect passage explorers long for and don't return through. Don't let what beckons burn you. I hope that that song is on the Dark Baptism After Party playlist because that that it would, is that would yeah, kill uh, at, sure. the, at the after party. Oh, I can see the Dark Lord getting down to that. Oh, absolutely. Um, no, that song was fun. It was super weird, and it did something that I've never heard a song do before, which is translate body horror into a song. Right, and it's like body horror is gross and and insane and it all it captured all of that like kind of grossness and transformation really well and uh yeah his voice was nuts ended up kind of sounding a little gollum yeah towards the end but yeah it it was super cool yeah he really um, cronenberged the hell out of that right that's what i was like because i've heard it a few times but listening the way we do in the dark with really good headphones i was just like seeing this whole image taking place of the ants covering his face and like mm-hmm. uh yeah i was like oh man i'm just he's painting such a picture i've seen all of it and it's so creepy but then i also you get the metaphor of sort of being stuck in like the nine to five type job mm-hmm. and um having this sort of force calling you to do something else and um yeah i definitely relate to that and um I think it's kind of cool that it's, it, you know, cause I think about death a lot and I write a lot of songs about death and just like what it, what it means, uh, to be on this earth and you, and leave and what you leave behind. And I just think it's really beautiful that these two friends made this record, um, before one of them passed away. And it said that they just basically, we're sending stuff back and forth with fire emojis and just trying to impress each other. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I've been reading that Neutral Milk Hotel uh, book, and they were saying that like when Robert Schneider came to the uh, crew in Ruston, Louisiana, that like he was such a great songwriter that they all tried to show him up and show each other up. And mm-hmm. so then they were just like sort of competing and then making some of their best work. And that's what these guys did on this uh, album. So that was Alias and Dose One with the Dog Hawk from Less Is Orchestra out November 2nd on Anticon. You are now entering the joke zone. All right. So I'm going to play my last song now. It comes from another comes singer. <laughs> that's like, oh, that's God. like, you know, just cause we're in the joke zone doesn't mean you need to, need to joke about any old thing. You goof goof it's like uh goof juice it's, a, it's like goofy from the disney movies it's like what was he a, oh, he a dog boy. but he had a dog like um, what's the deal with that guys what's in that coffee that you got over there <laughs> oh did you forget about it it's goof juice i knew it <laughs> oh man someone spiked who spiked his coffee with goof juice Ooh. Oh, I think it was the Dark Priestess over there. Ah, uh, you crazy she's, girl. She's crazy. You crazy. Uh, so it's anyway. Like she's got that, like, dead donkey's head on. It's like, if that thing was not smell great inside there. No, oh, it doesn't smell great outside of there either, you know? Yeah, I know, because she's like, stop farting over there, Dark Priestess. That's oh, why they're all staying away from you. Oh, that's what, I was yeah. wondering who was doing that. Um, What am I doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, this is my last song. It comes from another singer-songwriter. It's my theme today. I got a lot of singer-songwriters uh, going on, but with some different genres. This comes from London-based Westerman. Have you listened to any Westerman? Oh, I thought that was another adjective. London-based Westerman. Oh, no. That's blank. That's the name oh. he uh, he puts music out as. No, I have not heard this. He He's pretty new. He's been releasing a steady stream of singles this year. And I've loved all of them a lot. And each one, I feel like, gets better and better. He uh, he actually put out an EP in 2016. That was his first released music. And it was uh, folk and hmm. got comparisons to Nick Drake. And nice. then he uh, decided that that wasn't really true to himself, that, that sound. He wanted to make music, but he f- felt like it didn't have his personality in it and so Mm. he for these new songs has really changed up the sound these are i think a good descriptor is nocturnal pop music Mm. uh some very yeah knock pop it's very very smooth this new song outside sublime is a great showcase of what he does so well and it has a really great uplifting positive message which you'll hear right off the bat as he says be what you want, I'll always be your champion. It's a nice sentiment hmm. to uh, to have in kind of a, a negative world these days. So let's uh, let's listen to Westerman with Outside Sublime. Be what you want, I'll always be your champion. in it. 
what you have got Stay inside or wake up Outside sublime Spinning Dancing That was very pretty and um, definitely a uh, big leap from folk music. Yeah. Um, but I liked the like violin mixed with the, the synths and that end part was uh, very uplifting and pretty. The be what you want, I'll always be your champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that premonition world that Maya Folic is hoping for, I wish more people would be like that. That's the world we're looking for. Yes. It will be like, be what you want. I'll be your champion, even if it's not what I want. If that's what you want, I'll support you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's a great way to to live your life. You yeah. know, let people uh, do their own thing and hopefully trust that they are, uh, you know, doing what's right for them. And uh, I this style of music seems to be kind of making a resurgence lately in the indie world which is kind of like 
80s adult contemporary <laughs> like it sounds yeah which is which kind I'm of cool with. i'm good with it too um like the amen dunes uh mm-hmm. album is kind of 80s adult contemporary as well um and i i yeah i like it i like the vibe a lot now i feel like back in back in the day i thought it was super cheesy and lame but now i'm it was a, yeah but <laughs> now it's really nice i i think it's a good chill vibes to go on and uh i need that in my life so often yeah so that was westerman with outside sublime from the arc ep which is out november 9th on blue flowers all right well i also have a uh, pretty new band uh their debut ep just came out this past friday and uh this is the band public practice they are a brooklyn band made up of members from two uh diy brooklyn bands wall and beverly i feel like i've heard beverly before Mm -hmm. um but uh they the four of them came together to become public practice and uh this is great sort of driving punk uh kind of a parquet court seed this song i get a le tigre vibe for sure they do some great like sort of vocal uh like gang vocals in the chorus and uh there's a song on the ep that is very uh it's like the punk version of uh once in a lifetime by talking heads it's hmm. very like it's really cool yeah um so yeah i just heard this band the other day and uh really loved this song so let's get into it here is public practice with fate slash glory Sugar. 
Papa Licky that song. Uh, yeah, the bass line was super great. I like I like me some some bass like that, and mm-hmm. I like the switch up. You like it like that? <laughs> I do. I like it like that. Uh, I like the sound switch up towards the end, yeah. and it definitely had a Latigre vibe, like you said, mm-hmm. which uh, that band is awesome. So, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that very much. Um, I was thinking that they were going to be a band based off of the Grey's Anatomy spinoff called Private Practice, but they imagined that the OBGYN doctor went into a public practice instead. But that's right, I didn't. Right. But I didn't pick it up at all. Okay, when you, I thought you were gonna make a joke about uh, Dilly McDerms, um, but that mm. was just the practice. The practice. I was thinking right. that was called public practice. Isn't it weird that doctors call it private practice? That yeah. sounds dangerous. It's like and scary, dude. You practice makes perfect. Where's the perfect? Call it a private perfect. Yeah, I would rather go to to a doctor's private perfect. Yeah, me too. So like, what the fuck, guys? Come or like, on. where's where's a doctor with perfect privates? You know what I mean? <laughs> hey. That's what I've been looking for. Uh, you ever watching that Grey's Anatomy? Because there's lots oh, of them on there. Mixed if you know what I'm saying, make dreamy, mix perfect. Double. You ever you ever put Mac sauce? <laughs> they got sauce? some steamy McDouble. Wait, wait. On that <laughs> You ever put ask for Mac sauce on your McDouble? No. You should do it. Oh, okay. It's good. So we're just in the uh, <laughs> Mickey D's hacks section of yeah. the podcast. Here's a life hack: Mac sauce on your McDouble. Okay. Nice. I'll uh, get on that next time. I'm going through those golden arches. Mm, yep. Putting Mac sauce on a McDouble sounds mm-hmm. like a delicious treat, just like some mm-hmm. uh, sugar salted lies, which mm-hmm. they speak about in this song. Mm-hmm. And mm, that sounds pretty good. I interpret a lot of these l- lyrics, you know, as like political and um, just the resigning to a life left wanting and um, the sugar salted lies, because I feel like we're fed some sugar salted lies all the time. And um, gifting your soul to a life left wanting is kind of like how I'm about to gift my soul to the Dark Lord. Mm, um, that's true. Or I guess you, since I signed your name. Um, I'm, well, yeah, I'm giving I... your soul as a gift to the Dark Lord. So Only half of it, though. I've, I've got competing claims on my soul. Remember? Yeah. Um, but I think I'm going to sign it, too. So we'll go down together. Don't worry. Sounds great. Um. But I'm a sucker for uh, catchy driving punk like that. Mm, and uh, mm-hmm. so this EP is real nice. Uh, check it out. Public Practice. That was Fate Slash Glory from Distance is a Mirror out now on Wharf Cat Records. All right. Well, one last thing for us to do. And let's talk about the music we're excited for coming out to this Halloween week in Shouts. <laughs> shouts more like screams all right nice (laughs) shouts work i mean shouts works works on its own (laughs) yeah yeah. without adding screams all right i just got one shout and uh it sounds spooky the album title this is gabby's world with beast on beast just how you like it i like that's those are my search words for sure (laughs) just give me some beast on beast action Mm. um uh and uh yeah that's all i got what you got 
I got Moonface. Uh, <laughs> you sure do. Uh, yeah, we we just played Moonface, aka Spencer Krug, on the podcast last week. The album, this one's for the dancer, and this one's for the dancer's bouquet. <laughs> which uh, the so it, it it's that one that's split into half. Like part of it's from his perspective, another part or half of the album is from um, Minotaur's perspective. Yeah. And the Minotaur song that just came out, I sent to you. It's awesome. And it's Minotaur's crazy. real scary. Yeah. So, uh, it's going to be pretty cool, man. Speaking of Minotaur, the you see that guy over there? Ah! I mean, <laughs> hey. Yeah. We're going to we got to sacrifice Whoa. a Minotaur. That's how you get the Shit, real good spot in gonna Satan's You're going to sacrifice car. a Minotaur? Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I know. We're taking it to the next Whoa. level with this dark baptism. I Damn. really pulled out all the stops. Uh yeah, we're decapitating Minotaurs. Um wow. we're we're fucking uh we got bobbing for uh rotten apples mm. in a bucket of blood oh, over wow. there. Yeah, there's um, some beast on beast action going on yeah, there's, right there, uh, actually. Oh, we're getting wild here. Whoa. So there's some Whoa. beast on beast for I've never, sure. I've never seen that move um, before. So actually you know what? I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna join in over there. Uh, you know? Yeah. It's my dark baptism. Uh I got it. So my pants are off already. <laughs> so um we're we're going to go join that beast orgy, but you should head over to ghettoblastermagazine.com and uh, just check out all the great and spooky content that they got over there and find us on your uh, tweets and such at best song ever pod. Come on, hurry it up. And uh, yeah, and yeah, give us a review and thanks to the, our friends of the band Congress for letting us use pond. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Well, have a happy, happy Halloween mm-hmm. for ghetto blaster mm-hmm. magazine. I'm Luke Levin saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Brian LeBen reminding you to don't let that ground you down. You better check your perspook. This is best song ever. Hail Satan.